Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Creep Dive. It is I, voice talent Sophie White. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jen O'Dwyer. D-W-Y-E-R. Cassie Delaney. Now, here we go again. Welcome back. How are we all? How so are you guys, pals? Bottom line up top there. Housekeeping up top. Follow us at the Creep Dive, at Tall Tales Podcasts, patreon.com forward slash the Creep Dive. You will receive... A well-made, organic, friendly, environmentally friendly, and appropriately creepily designed tote. Soon. Soon. Oh, review of the week. If you write a review for us on iTunes and it is positive and we feel good about it, we will read it out <laughs> and we will send you... It doesn't have to be positive. Yeah. Just, just if it's be. funny. I don't think the people who leave the negative reviews come back for the following episode, <laughs> so they'll never hear their name... <laughs> Um, so this this review of the week goes out to Watchwoodden. W A H T W J D N is their iTunes username. What would, what would Jesus do? No. I. What would J D? Is that it? It's what would J D N? What would Jesus do now? <laughs> right. Anyway, this podcast has my heart. We've replaced Jesus in this woman's heart. Aww. Or a man. I look forward to listening to this podcast every single week and listening to it consistently makes my day. Oh. The hosts are hilarious in their own right and as a threesome make me bend over laughing in public. Hey-oh. Okay, so if that was your review, please send us a DM at the Creep Dive on Instagram and we will send you a tote. Um, <laughs> no creep of... Th- well, there is somebody. Anyway, there I have is. a juicy one for you guys this week. Juice. Jen, it's been a while actually since we've heard from you. What? Because this is the episode after Sophie's long episode. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. was there. 
I know, but like in in the world of podcasting, though we've just told that and we're recording back to back, the listeners don't know. Oh yeah, no. So here I am. Two weeks have passed. This is it, and I've got a I've got one for you. This is look. I've I'm supposed to be thanking someone to getting me onto this, but I cannot find the fucking message. So as I tell the story and it's you, I'm sorry. Where did they contact you? I can't even find it. I told them on Instagram. <laughs> I definitely creep replied. Creep dive DMs. Creep dive DM. I, I said diving in or going in. Thanks a mil. Ah, it was Alan Coyne. It was it? Yeah, sorry. And I have a bone to pick with you because Alan Coyne sent us a really nice message, right? <laughs> that you didn't feel the need to share with the group. <laughs> One bit. Basically... Saying You're fucking so far up Ellen's hole No I'm not <laughs> actual... That's why she sounds so muffled <laughs> Like oh god Sorry oh, This was oh, the message oh. So can we just read out the context of the message I don't know who sent it And I just replied diving in Fuck um, Sorry Ellen So uh, <laughs> Long time listener Big supporter of the pod And Patreon Ellen <laughs> Coyne said I was at a house party After the Spice Girls the other night And a lady called Kate Told me One parentheses she's obsessed with the creep dive especially cassie and also two parentheses she really wanted to send in the story but was afraid it was too short but i think it's really good no and weird here it is it's not my story you responded diving in three clappy emojis and no acknowledgement (laughs) of the compliment for me (laughs) and you didn't screenshot it and send it in i just uh no i didn't i'm sorry no i will next time I thought maybe she'll think I'm you and I, I don't know, I was short in time. I was just like, I she, would not she screen have grabbed said. it and sent it to our side WhatsApp thread. <laughs> <laughs> bitches, right? That's just jealousy in its finest form. Look, it's not Ellen's story. Um, it's somebody else. And I'm sorry, but I'll find you and I'll thank you later. Right. Well, whoever c- replies diving in and didn't do that story. <sighs> but I was d- diving in for an ex- for to have a look. An exploratory probe, There's not l- committal. Yeah. Are we doing non-committal no, now? No, so no, we don't I, get, if, I didn't if you go to the time to send us a story, we cannot guarantee that we'll actually there's a lot respond of to your message or actually cover the story. We'll just respond there's, there's, in capital letters, diving oh, in this with seems three like, clap emojis. No, no, this is for therapy, That's, that's committal. <laughs> We're sorry, Ellen and Kate. I'm sorry on their behalf. Okay, Cassie. Uh, do you want to hear it? Let me think of a story, a headline... Um, oh, it's finger licking good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Jen. J- no. It's not one of the Ricky Martins again, is it? No, is no. It one of these ones where someone goes to KFC and they bite into a burger and like mayonnaise pops out and they're like, <gasps> it was actually the chicken had a tumor. Not at oh! all. This is more of a... Hideous. This is not one of my usual types. And I remember watching a documentary on this years ago and thinking, this is interesting. F- the documentary freaked me out. It's an old Vice documentary uh, from years and years ago when they kind of first started getting started up on YouTube yeah. and started doing shorts. Yeah. And uh, so do you want to hear the story? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it all took place on the 11th of June in 1981. Uh, our then hero, hero in first comments, was 32. Uh, I'm going to look. His name is Japanese. Right. Here's my attempt. Issei Sigawa. Okay. Mm-hmm. So from Very now good. on, I'm going to call him Segway. 
No. Sigawa Isa. There's no way I'm going to be able to continuously remember this. Okay, I'll try. Okay, so here we go. Sigawa, he was 32, invited his sorb. Okay, so we. So distracting. <laughs> Sorry. She's videoing me. Sorbonne classmate Renee Hartfelt <gasps> to dinner at his apartment under the pretext of translating poetry for a school assignment. So the Sorbonne in Paris. Hold on, yes. we just have to give context. This Sophie is literally losing her shit over here. I'm you surprised you, didn't, you haven't done this yet. I realize now what you're doing. Yeah. Did you? I have no you, idea. Okay. Oh, go, go. Right. The Sorbonne in Paris, Posh College. Mm -hmm. And uh, these guys are studying, I think, sociology, poetry. It's all sort of that uh, that end of the spectrum. So our man, Segway, Segawaya, <laughs> invites his, this lady from his class round, Renee, mm -hmm. to dinner at his apartment under the pretext of translating poetry for a school assignment. Um, he had planned to kill and eat her. Uh, just casual having selected her for her health and beauty mm. which were characteristics he felt he lacked um, did he feel like if he ate her he would absorb those characteristics he, he might that might have been a part of it but uh, uh, Sagawa considered himself weak ugly and small and uh, oh. from my yeah I'm not going to have pity for him <laughs> well I'm he, he was not entirely wrong he was weak, ugly and small, but he intended to eat a person. Well, that aside, this I is would how say he was feeling. Weak, ugly, small and mean. I have <laughs> to say. Yeah, that's no problem. That's understandable. You want to add that. Uh, from as well, the way people are describing him, everyone keeps focusing on his hands being very small. Oh, you don't want a tiny handed man. He's he's an unusual sort of a guy, uh, obviously. So he did claim he wanted to absorb her energy. So yeah, right. it was kind of this jealous sort of feeling of... Anyway, she was 25 mm. years old. It sounds like my mother. Five foot ten. There's a picture of her here. She's beautiful. And uh, anyway. So after she arrived, she began reading poetry at a desk with her back to him. Uh, he shot her in the neck with a rifle. Now, this was the second time he had had her over to his apartment. The first time he bottled it. And the second time succeeded. It, it, kind of just seeing interviews with him. You know, he's not the kind of guy you'd want to be hanging out with. She was obviously a nice person. Do you think she kind of mm. said yes the first time? Yeah. And then kind of felt like... Felt like, obliged. Like, she did, I'm sure. Yeah. he He's not charming in any way. He's interesting. Strange. He was really smart. Uh, as well. So maybe she felt she could... Tiny you know, slender hands. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, so and he pulls out a rifle, shoots her in the back of the neck and she dies. And Sagawa said he fainted after the shock of shooting her, but awoke to the realisation that he had carried out his plan. So he was delighted with himself and <laughs> just had a quick sex with the corpse. Oh, um, oh my God. And uh, then, took, you know, began trying to gnaw at her flesh. Uh, he was unable to kind of break through the skin. So he left the apartment and went off shopping for some knives. This casually. Very disorganized. Yeah. You would think really? considering this guy had planned this from the age of nine or something. Oh. I think in his mind he thought he could tear away at the flesh with his mouth. Yeah. And that was part of the that was part of the thing. So uh, after purchasing a long thin uh, butcher's knife he kind of went at her 
Ugh. He did, yeah. So he took photographs of her at each, each eating stage as well and then attempted to dump... Oh. So anyway, I'll go on to the ins and outs of it, but what happened was he, he kind of ate away at her buttocks first, describing the taste like the f- most expensive tuna. Interesting. Did he cook any of this? No, he was eating that raw. He's a bloody savage. He's a savage. Um, I mean, good teeth. God, you yeah. Know, good, good, strong. Jesus, and a strong stomach. Strong set. Well, it's just raw. But like, I like, like, I like lamb, for example. Yeah. But if I tried to kind of, like, eat one half alive, like, I'd, you know, I'd need to cook it. I know. You, you would know think, what I mean? Like, I would think it would be quite, like, dangerous to eat raw human meat. It's not like a tuna carpaccio or like sushi grade tuna would mm. you not assume that you would get some sort well, of you'd be getting HPV anyway yeah well, you shouldn't a- be eating well, shouldn't eat raw meat well anyway he did yeah you don't cook a human rare I'd say you cook a human well done like chicken yeah so he so he ate part of her anyway over yeah. the next few I days mean, look sure listen like his stomach health is probably the least of his worries it sincerely is <laughs> Uh, so he was kind of eating her, eat, eating her arse, and then he was kind of filleting arse off her, filleting the oh. rest of her, and refrigerating her. But this is all happening over a few days. Did you say fillet? Oh, fillet! I think he said filleting. I like think yeah. so. Did I like sauteing her with a little bit of onion, <laughs> bit of butter? He's that kind made, of maybe some smoked garlic. So he again, the planning thing failed. Ma- so he no storage, no storage. No, you can't build no her storage fr- in a small Parisian apartment. No, uh, so t- bundled it well, stuffed the body into suitcases like it was dripping and oh, it was a few days old geez. at this point, and headed off to the park, uh, where he it was during the middle of the day, oh. and it, their suitcases were oozing. Oh, and so he attempted to dump her in a lake. And was seen in the act and arrested immediately by French police. <laughs> the whole fucking thing. <laughs> this was... man brings a friend over, shoots yeah. her in the neck, he did, tries yeah. to eat her unprepared, goes out, buys a knife, eats Comes little back. bits of her yeah. arse, puts her into a suitcase during the day and takes her to the park. He did, yeah. yeah. That is the worst crime. Also got into the Sorbonne. Well, Somehow. this is it. He was from a well-off family. Very book family. smart, not very street smart. So he had a wealthy father who provided a lawyer for his defense. <gasps> and after being held for two years waiting trial, Sagawa was found legally insane and unfit to stand trial by the French police, or by the French judge, uh, who ordered him to be held indefinitely in a mental institution. So after a visit by the author uh, Yomo- Yomota, Sagawa's account of his kill was published in Japan under the title In the Fog. Sagawa's... Sorry, I'm going to continuously pronounce this differently. Sa- s- can I just call him Segway? I mean, he hasn't been nice today. Okay, so Segway's subsequent publicity and macabre ce- celebrity-like celebrity uh, contributed to the French authorities' dis- decision to deport him back to Japan. Right. Fair. So They're at just this like, point, fuck off. This is it. He's been having visits f- and phone calls. You know, he's in a mental institution in, in France at the time. And they were like, Dude, let's just get this fucker just out, of get him out of here. He's causing a lot of disruption. And uh, so back in Japan, he was immediately committed to a, another mental institution or uh, hospital for the mentally infirm. Uh, he was examined by psychologists there and they all declared him sane and found sexual perversion was his sole motivation for murder. 
Because charges in France had been dropped, the French court documents were sealed. They were not released to Japanese authorities. Consequently, Sagawa could not legally be detained in Japan. So he checked himself out of hospital. Oh no. Uh, so this is August 12th, um, 1986. So this is five years later and is completely free. <laughs> is that <laughs> absolutely wild? <laughs> right. So he did loads of stuff. <laughs> he did the Viking After. Splash Tour when he came to Dublin. Did he? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, anyway, he He's wrote on the move. He wrote books that are still for sale. He did like a manga esque comics of his killing. Yeah, killing. What? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, they're very, they're quite poor. I would <laughs> say in terms of their design, design, but uh, and content still for sale. I checked it on Amazon for 170 euro. You can, but there's six used ones available. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so he did television shows, cookbook, everything you can think of, (laughs) everything, documentaries, porn. Yay! He did porn. He himself starred in porn. No, yes, he was in porn. With the slender hands. Uh, But he would consult on various kind of necrophilic kind of porn (gasps) and that level of madness. He became a porn consultant after killing someone. Now... Really badly disposing of her body. Absolutely right. Uh, He crucially, we don't know. He didn't kill anyone else that we know of since. So at least that's something. Oh, so he might have gotten better at murdering people. But he, uh, in no way, (laughs) excuse me, absolutely frank about what he was doing, what he felt. He he agrees. He felt no remorse. Uh, He talks in depth and in length about what he was. So apparently, there's he said a few different things about what kind of triggered this in him and he talks about seeing the thigh of a young man and it's all nothing fits it doesn't seem like there's no clear kind of like moment in his life that you're like oh i see i see there oh that's it that's the point yeah and uh weirdly there's a there's this kind of very art house documentary released uh in i think it was 2016 um by these this pair and the, the whole documentary is it's actually impossible to watch it's an up close on his face as he's talking and it's really obscure unless you'd known a bit of the background before you started watching it you it would take you the length of the film to understand what we were talking about here what he's done yeah Ooh. it's a, it's actually good but it's a bit masturbatory it's you know it's a bit anyway but vice interviewed him oh in japan now, at the time they interviewed him, he was kind of doing well. He was living quite a nice, bright apartment. He didn't appear to be hard up. He was in a nice suit. He was getting paid from his various kind of interviews, book deals, blah, blah, blah. Um, And that interview is bananas. Really? It's bananas. Like this man belongs in jail. And is he is it in his house? Yes, he's sitting on his sofa. Oh. <sighs> The weirdest part about the... I, I forgot to go... I, it's the reenactment of the murder. Ugh. And I'm pretty sure he's starring in the <gasps> reenactment. Yes. No. It's bizarre. Uh. And it's a perfect reenactment. Like, they found somebody who looked like Rene. They set up the what his apartment in, pra- in Paris looked like. And he, absolutely full of glee, recreates what happened. Oh, my God. He is living out a murderer's best life. Yeah. Like... In that they all are pathetic and they all want the attention 
for He's their crimes and stuff. Similar. And so if I could find and they all love the playing. person that that recommended we take a look at this mm. came from your story a couple of weeks ago. Your man, what's his name again? Armin Muse. The cannibal. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the fame hungry lunatic. Oh, Luca Magnata. Exactly. So similar sort of kind yeah, of yeah, glory like, hunting oh, totally. in a major way. And I don't care how depraved I'm going to get. Totally. To get no this. Exactly and now I'm right. going to absolutely bathe in the filth of my own depravity and yeah. revel in it. Totes. Ugh. So uh, basically years later, and this interview came out a few years ago uh, in Post magazine. Uh, this guy Julian Royal went to interview him and it's pretty it's basically it's I'll I'll give you a few bits of it so here he says the interview opens on close to tears uh, Sagawa bemoans the fact that his notoriety doesn't pay nearly as well as it used to he sips a strawberry milkshake on the terrace of a cafe in a suburban uh, suburb west of Tokyo and tells me that he can see no reason to continue living he has no friends no money he is ill, being harassed by the police. He said he's constantly thinking about killing himself, but I'm too scared to actually do it, he said. I just wish this was all over. So at this point, uh, this interviewer it's describes... like you've made a holy up. show of yourself. He's 64. <laughs> he's physically deformed. He's under five feet tall. He has a head that's too large for his body. He's stumpy fingers on childlike hands. He also suffers from diabetes. It would be easy for anyone unaware of his dark past to feel some sympathy for this curious looking but extremely intelligent fellow so uh they head on to his apartment and they here it is so on stepping into his cramped and chaotic apartment one begins to get a better feel for the man and for the monster that lurks within this seemingly incongruous little body the monster that convinced Sagawa as a student at the Sorbonne in Paris to shoot 25-year-old Dutch student Renee Hartfelt in the head to sexually abuse her corpse, carve her up and eat her. So uh, this interviewer met Sagawa a decade ago and back then he hinted that he was a bit short of cash and the interviewer paid for coffees. But the last 10 years have clearly not been kind to him. Where he was once dapper, he is now down at heel. The shiny suit at the elbows, the shoes are scuffed, his mobile phone has only just been reactivated after he scraped together enough cash to pay an outstanding bill. So, but it is his face, in his face, that the change is most visible. Sagawa used to, at least to take care of his unusual appearance. Today, graying whiskers have been missed with shaves, with the shaver, his cheeks are hollowed and his movements are more nervous and more sudden. So I think it looks, from the film anyway, that he's jittery, like his di- there might be a diabetic Oh, complication yeah, yeah. or something so um, he's let, you've let yourself go he's let himself go so but he, they don't talk about it in this interview but on the film he's being looked after by his brother Juan who is completely w- bizarre as well so the brother talks about his own particular fetish which is he wraps his arm in um, what's that stuff again uh, when you put it on top of a fence Oh, barbed, barbed wire. wire. Like digging his own flesh, Ooh. digging at his own flesh. There's the pair of them in it. Um, anyway, so <laughs> there's this, a pair of them in it. You know, something Each as bad as the other. Exactly. So, oh, God. Here back then at the Vice interview, he was definitely in a kind of making a bit of cash, as I said, in a bright apartment. But now it's grim. So, 
So Sagawa says his neighbors don't know who he is. He wants to keep it that way. So <sighs> they step into his kitchen, come dining, and it's assault an assault on the senses. Plastic flowers, a gaudy blue Mexican sombrero, poster from some exhibition. The worst part is there's like very crudely cut pornography magazines adorning all of the walls. Oh. Yeah. The size of the cupboards and the refrigerator. I love like the previous violent acts we like barely reacted, but like this bad interiors decision. No, unforgivable. Yeah. His bedroom is separated from the rest of the apartment by a pink curtain and contains an orthopedic bed, seven remote control handsets on a bedside table. Cabinet contains dolls, porcelain figures, hand towels featuring uh, the seven dwarves from uh, Snow White. There's so Candelabra. many jarring things. The, surra- the surround of a flat screen television has been decorated with cut out images of the girls in bikinis and provocative poses. A traditional scroll hangs on the wall, fluffy toys, a bear, an owl, a puppy sitting on the bed. Uh, Beside a copy of Charles um, Boulogerie's La Fleur de, de Mal, some, some book. Uh, above the washing machine and alcove by the toilet is a colour print of Sagawa and a woman both bearing their buttocks on top of a hill so it's all like eclectic an eclectic kind of a thing so anyway so his working space however is sanitised and respectable under the stern gaze of his deceased parents Sagawa's tiny bathroom is the opposite more explicit images have been cut from magazines carefully placed on walls behind a layer of protective plastic sheet because they're in the bathroom other pictures are foreign women befriended Sagawa who fled after learning of his horrific past so he met them in in hostess bars and when he was flush with cash from publishers television stations bought them dinners dresses paid for their holidays won their confidence these trusting young women convinced that Japan uh, Japan was the safest nation in the world which I think it is saw Sago as a slightly odd but harmless wealthy patron uh, the advent of the interest the internet and the ability to discover people's dark secrets with a few clicks in the mouse changed all that so you, you would wonder like he said, I'm no friends anymore. I feel there's no reason for me to do anything. I don't know why I'm here. I can't write anymore. No one wants to publish my books. Poor fucking... Poor Sagawa. Cannibal. <laughs> oh, must be hard to be a cannibal. I know. So this is... Hang on a sec. But it is really interesting to hear this kind of... A side of a story like this. Well, yeah. Like, because what they kind never... of life do you go on to have? Exactly. Like, Armin Muse, like, it is just... You know, he's he's out of the picture practically. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I know. And his vegetarianism and stuff is all going well. Yeah. But like this guy is alive was and not so riding well. high and then Totally. This and he's, and he goes through this whole interview and he's pissed off. <sighs> I know. Fucking awesome. Fucking so anyway, and here's do you want to hear about the crime from his own words? Yes. So they eventually get around to talking about the elephant in the room and uh he talks about having he first not- noticed Renee when they were both in a lecture on Salvador Dali at the Sorbonne. And the first time he spoke to her was afterwards at the metro station. So he was attracted by her beauty and the fact that she was not French, uh, that she was Jewish and her skin was not white like most other other European women, but darker. He said, adding that while Audrey Hepburn is generally seen as the ideal woman amongst Japanese, he's always preferred the Grace Kelly type. Just fuck off. <laughs> fuck uh, off, Segway. For many nights, I have been inviting prostitutes back to my apartment but not for sex, he said. I wanted to eat them. Every time they used the toilet and had their backs to me, I had the gun, but I could not pull the trigger. It was not for moral or religious reasons. I was scared that by pulling the trigger, I would be giving in to my desires. 
but it was more than a desire. It was kind of an obligation, he describes it as. It was something that I would have to do in the end. That's the thing about an obsession. It means that whatever your brain or body tells you to do, you have to do it. You become a slave to those obsessions. So over the period of weeks, Sagawa managed to spend more and more time with Heartfelt, discussing art, drinking coffee in the Parisian cafes. He bought... Oh, he brought, he was kind of whining and dining her. So eventually, on the pretext that he needed to, this is the bit how he gets here. The pretext he needed a poem recorded for class. He convinced her to co- accompany him to his apartment. She was standing at the sink, washing her hands with her back to me, and I had images of the prostitutes with their backs to me. The wheels of my delusion in my mind started to spin, and it was like the scenario I had been through a thousand times in my head. It's still a mystery to me now how much of my life has not gone according to plan, but that day it did. I feel say- bad for saying this, but it went so well. Oh, fucking God. hell. So she, he pulled out the rifle, took a deep breath, exhaled, pulled the trigger. She fell over onto the table. There was blood on the poem that she had been reading and the tape recorder, but then she just slipped to the floor. I jumped back, watched her face turn completely white and then thought, what have I done? It was the first time I'd seen a dead body. I was really shocked. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Sad. Poor segue. Gonna have to go do some self-care. So he wanted to eat her buttocks, but had to flip her over. She was heavy. I tried to bite into her buttocks, but the flesh was too hard. So I tried with a fruit knife. That didn't work. So I need to go to the shop and get a curved knife. So this is at that point that he left. So the implement had the desired effect. He describes in chilling detail how he carved open her buttocks, cut through layers of fat, eventually clawed at the red meat. Sorry, guys. A lot of people ask me what it was like, and I don't usually like to answer that question because, well, frankly, it was just so delicious. (gasps) I can recall it now. It was like the best kind of tuna without the smell. It's fucking bizarre. So he says (sighs) that in moments of clarity, he was repulsed by his actions. But then he had sex with her corpse. I'm sorry. It's just. <gasps> I'm in a frozen go. grimace. Segway. So he didn't want to eat the whole thing, but over the next couple of days, sliced off parts of the body, stored them in his fridge. Uh, f- there's photos rela- they, you can find. They're <sighs> horrific. Uh, they're black and white. They're graphic. They just. Oh it's great. We are such different people. Cassie is like holding her head. I have yeah. grabbed my phone. He was caught attempting to dispose the party parts in the lake (laughs) and like that the whole I wish he'd asked him like why I guess I just cannot believe he sounded like he was kind of surprised that it was happening delighted like and there was no sort of forward thinking there was no I'm gonna get caught or this is bad or wrong or yeah it was all just making it happen yeah. Almost like he can't believe he's making it happen. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's him. So, On Google, he is listed as a public speaker. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Google. And look at him. He's fucking 70 years old and he's still alive. alive. How there dare is he? no justice. I know. Barely. At that I would I don't know if I'd recommend that documentary, the 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 actual film length one, but the vice one definitely. It's wild. But you, I, you've got to be in like a safe space in your mind because it sort of gets in on you. Yeah, I just think that that like, you know, oh, I don't know what to say about that. 
Yeah. Oh my God. An absolute creep. Cannibal, cannibal ones for me are just like, oh, 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 oh. So just, weird, yeah. They're just my absolute faves. I don't. <laughs> it's I'm the just, food. This, there's a really graphic picture. Can, can oh God, love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cas? No, <laughs> poor oh, Cassie. Okay. She looks so cozy. I don't want to ruin it. Anyway, that's my uh, uh, creep for that, you. I mean, he is such. I can't an, believe in every just... way embodiment of a creep. And made a the career. tiny hands. Made a little career. Man. Here's a little picture of him in one of his pornographic. Uh, with his collages. Collage It's walls. like Victorian decoupage, but... Porn. Porn. It's total porn. And with the weird brother. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that the citizens didn't protest his release. Considering he was so open like, I at the time. Like, I would just be all out panicking. It's yeah. If there was a known cannibal being released but in the But wasn't the there wild. a few years ago as well, a serial killer found with bodies in japan uh, found with bodies in his in his uh apartment and japan is notoriously safe you know mary or pals living there at the moment she's saying she can leave go home at any time of the day or night nobody approaches her and she's kind of a white woman with, with wild blonde curly hair she's, mm. kind she's of, very conspicuous yeah 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 um so, i'm literally like we need to send her a picture of sagawa and keep an eye, keep an eye out for him. Avoid any bloody OAPs that yeah. have a hungry look in their eye. And a porn fetish. But if and you, a shiny cheap suit. Don't you think it's strange that he didn't do it again? Yeah. Like from the way he speaks about it, you would think he would have been a contender for re-offending. Yeah. Mm. And like, and yet also he never talks about any kind of rehabilitation. No, no. Or but he also no seemed remorse. like he was really bad at it. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. He never and got... Fa- pa- well, he was super smart. He had two degrees. He was doing his master's. God. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you, Jennifer. You're welcome. Will we hear from a slightly not so smart creep? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not smart? This guy was... Sorry. Even thicker. Even thicker than Sagawa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's no degree. I can okay. tell you that much. Oh, God. Poor old Nadine. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. This is a this is a wee one, but it has some elements that I did enjoy. And then a kind of, the kind of creep that savages your heart. Yeah. Okay. So prepare for that. I'm preparing. Like, it's the worst nightmare. Even more than Sagawa. So... This is the story of Nadine, the Kiwi newborn napper. Oh, oh God. No. Do you guys know her? No, but like just even that, I'm like, oh, we've had someone who ate someone and now we're going to have someone who steals babies. babies I can't. Babies like, I'm not sure I'm able to listen to this. I know. Isn't There's no creep like it. The actual wrenching of a newborn baby from a... Ah, okay, let's go. So, it's the summer of 2017. Jesus, this is recent enough. Now. Yes. Um, like, she, I, I won't say, I'll say at the end. Um, so, Nadine Manukai Togiwau. Very good. Yeah, excellent. Don't hear any don't problems. Even, don't even at me. Um, celebrated her pending baby joy with friends and families. Um, there's lots of lovely pictures from this baby shower. It's a boy. 
proclaim the balloons surrounding the smiling Nadine. She's really young. She's just in her early 20s. Right. And the celebration probably had particularly bittersweet kind of connotations because the family of Nadine had recently weathered a terrible tragedy. So just three years earlier, this girl Nadine had held her cousin um, as he bled to death after a fight, like an oh, out, a fight God. out in a bar in, on a night out. And he was like this young rising rugby star. And basically, Where in the world are we? We're in, sorry, Kiwi, oh, yeah, yeah. New Zealand, Auckland. You did say that. I'm amazed so, you haven't done the accent. Well, she, she I gave... I don't know if it's appropriate <laughs> all the time. She gave evidence <laughs> at the trial for her cousin's killer. And she said, Vincent Skeen smashed a bottle and then stabbed it into Luke Tipping's throat. No, that's more Aussie. It's, yeah, it was too Aussie. Oh, like, how can you differentiate Kiwis on the dick? I'm on the dick. I'm on the dick. They say dick. Instead of dick? No, I'm hearing no Subtly difference. Subtly no. difference, Tiny difference? Tiny difference. I'll work on it. Go back and what did, who stabbed Okay, him? so a man named Vincent Skeen smashed a bottle. He basically bottled this poor young fella, Luke Tippen, in the throat. Jesus. I mean, he was 17, 18. Big mistake. Lovely young fella. And he bled out there. Jesus. At the scene in Nadine's arms. God. Yeah. Just hit him at the wrong spot. Oh, like fucking jugular, I guess. Ah. Um. So anyway, thanks to to Nadine's evidence and the whole kind of court proceedings, Skeen was sentenced. I mean, to five years, which is Jesus. Same because it was just like same as the cannibals, (laughs) manslaughter, assault. Yeah. Rather than yeah, manslaughter. So, um, Nadine basically. She kind of had a few problems then, which you would. You would. Um, So she started going out with this guy and they were very close. She kind of like gotten in with his family very much. Um, She'd actually gone to live with the family, saying that there, there was kind of hard times at home. And she, you know, basically moved in with, this guy and his parents and they were like in their late teens. Now, um, this whole family's identity has been suppressed, but they agreed to let her stay for a couple of weeks and it basically turned into months. And then like they couldn't get her out of there and she kept giving excuses for why she needed to stay. And then like her and the guy, like they were going out and his family were really concerned. This was the year before the baby shower, by the way. Yeah. And they, they were really basically concerned at, Nadine's kind of escalating behaviors towards their son so she started following him like uh throughout his kind of day like she'd just turn up places or he'd realize she was following him she was like sort of stalking him online as well as in real life like he had to block her from several um of his social media accounts she told him that she was pregnant um, with his child mm. and um, she basically was kind of starting to just scare the crap out of him then she started posting pictures sensitive images of him to the internet like like nude photos but most of them like had been taken without his knowledge so it'd be Jesus. like him having a shower <laughs> 
sorry. Nadine. But like, she's just picturing that day okay. face or him that. while he's sleeping. Like, it is a complete yeah. hideous violation. But so weird. But so, but so weird. Obviously. And so obviously yeah. you. Yeah. It's a kind of. That's and where was she posting? It's all kind exactly. of so shambolic. You're like, Nadine. Well, and where was she? Um, you. He knows. They know. We can we all can see all you, see. Nadine. You're just yes. there. Yeah. Properly hiding behind oh, something. Just like. By the wee- wheelie like bin. Around the shower curtain. Yeah. Hello. Oh, it's terrible. So anyway, they and the mad thing is then that she started like a kind of they the family had gotten her out of the house. Mm -hmm. They were like trying to like put some distance between these two kids. Like, I mean, she was kind of coming up to 18. He was about the same age. Um, But then very cleverly, Nadine actually then went on like a massive offensive and went to the authorities and said that he was like stalking stalking her. Clever. He had kind of like been violent and aggressive with her. And she basically completely undercut them and kind of preempted anything they might have been able to do. So it just became a Very he said, she gone said. Girl. So it was actually Very gone girl. I mean, it was quite a power move. Not stupid. Well, yeah, not stupid. And and as I say, power move. Then in another power move, a couple of months later, she went to a costume hire store and hired a pregnancy suit. Right. We're getting into difficulties here, Nadine. <laughs> Nadine. Nadine. Well, there's a clear ending. That it was a four to five month pregnancy suit. Okay. Um, I don't know whether that makes it like worse, but no, less bad. Look, she told the costume store manager that she needed a pregnancy suit because she was playing a trick on her boyfriend. Oh, no. Like, why <laughs> tell them a anything? pregnant girl in a play? Buy it online. <laughs> it's 2017. I'm an actor. I am an actor. I'm playing a role. She told her she was playing a trick on the boyfriend who'd been away for a while and that she just wanted to look a few months pregnant. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> she then started to... Um, Hire the fake pregnancy suit on a weekly basis. No. Increasing the size of the costume. Why? To maintain the charade. Why involve a whole other business in this line? Why you don't have to. Just fucking stick something up there by... Renting it. Buy a very tight slip. Yeah. And stuff it. Yeah. Easy. Yes. So many options. She also, just to further complicate things, at one point tried to steal a, the pregnancy suit from the costume hire shop. Just to really make sure they knew who she were, was. <laughs> just so just they highlight. really, really remembered her. Yeah. And then she was like, I, I, I did not steal any costume. I returned it. There's CCTV footage to that effect. There was not. Anyway, so that's like just she just has a sideline in very low grade, very baffling kind of misdemeanors. Meanwhile, her family are throwing her a baby shower. Right. Like we've been we've all been pregnant around each other. No, not all of us. But like I've never <laughs> you've, for the record sorry, been pregnant. Sorry, sorry. We, Jen and I, we've been pregnant. I've, I've seen you both. You've pregnant. seen us pregnant. We've touched pregnant bumps yeah like they're like they're magnetic i'm touching them before i've even had time to introduce myself yeah, to people whoever touch it you belongs lot. to yes 
Mm. My family will give me, you know, unsolicited, they will just give me a pelvic exam when I'm pregnant. They are so excited to get all hands on there. Yeah. This family. No one touches Never it. touched her bump. Well, this family were at pr- close proximity to a person wearing a fake pregnancy suit and they were throwing baby showers and they did now, not Nadine, apparently they know. can agree, was behaving unusually in the run-up to this <laughs> pregnancy also. Yeah. And her pregnancy, just remind us, kicked Dates off like at eight months pregnant. Five, four. No, four. Four. Four sorry, months, four. yeah. Which is early for showing. Yeah. I don't think you'd need a suit at four months. Or like five. First time pregnancy. But this is nitty gritty stuff. But they didn't query. They they were going with it. They were going with it. They were buying the It's a Boy balloons. They and were they were throwing a baby shower. They were getting on board. Something positive. Let's all Let's get just, Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you never suspect as mental as someone appears to be. You'd never suspect they'd fake a pregnancy because it's the kind of thing you only see in bad TV shows. Yes. Yes. Like I didn't really think you could actually hire pregnancy suits. (laughs) Hire is what the whole thing is. Anyway, like who would put together a business plan and be like, rental pregnancy suits? I'm guessing it's a costume. I presume it's just a single item of a much no, 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 no. (laughs) This is pregnancy suits are us. Faux fetus are us. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, so in the August, the old family were delighted throwing the baby shower. Uh, later that year, kind of October time, Nadine had a bit of a change of heart. She'd been very excited at the baby shower. She came back to the family, said, had the baby. Had as it. You, as you can see, no longer wearing my pregnancy suit. I decided to give the baby up for adoption. Now, she was like 20. So, Sorry, I mean... could have ended there. Could have been perfect. People would have been like, Nadine, do you remember that time that you had a baby? Yeah. <laughs> but like, she could have... Yeah, she could have you're right. It. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She didn't. She used fake documents and got one of her cousins to pose as a reference and instead gained employment with... A nanny agency. Oh, God. Mm-mm. So, she had been placed with this family. Their identity's been protected. Uh, close by? Like, goes by to her family? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all kind of same town. Well, it's Auckland. It's a big city, but... Okay. Um, so, she was placed with this family. And so, she had been hired as like a night nurse. Um, so, that's like a real kind of early days. You've yeah. just had a baby and you've got this help in. They do a shift through the night. And so she was staying overnights with them. And the first two nights, the dad of the family, um, you know, st- was stayed up, was kind of getting to know Nadine, mm-hmm. the new nanny. Um, the wife had had a really difficult uh, labor. It had ended in an emergency C-section. She was exhausted and recuperating. And they'd had, they were having some issues feeding the baby. The baby was days old so on the third night the dad woke up to Nadine screaming the house has been robbed the house has been robbed we've been burgled we've been burgled and the dad jumped up ran through the house he could see that the back door was hanging open baby gone 
fucking hell. And where did Nadine claim to have been? It was about? one in the morning. Nadine was there screaming. Yeah, but We've where, been did, she, where did she... She was supposed to be awake. This yeah, is her shift. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I think it was straight into chaos of where's yeah. the baby. I don't think anyone initially was going, where were where you? Where were you? Um, I mean, she was right there. I suppose maybe she wasn't sitting straight in the baby's room the whole time. Mm. Even, like, police obviously descended. It was like one in the morning. Obviously, time is of the essence. They were, like, yeah. fanned out over the um, the neighborhood in immediately. Um, the father was just like in a victim impact statement later he was like there is like no words to describe the kind of hell that they were pitched into Christ and um, even when the authorities were coordinating with the dad to start the whole search um, the uh, mother was like sat in one of the squad cars and Nadine sat there with her comforting her just trying to keep her calm where was the baby and um, where was the baby so then it's at that point that they ro- scroll back on the family CCTV footage Obviously. nanny cam which is set up outside on the driveway on the back deck there's actually loads just loads of that CCTV camera there pointing at you. So immediately they would have been able to act pretty much like within the first few minutes they would have, have, have had access to Oh, that. yes. I mean, like no time passed before okay. they were like, oh, hey, let's look at the footage, which shows. Um, Fucking Nadine. Yeah, it shows the her cousin, actually. Oh, yes. And um, that is bizarre. But keep going. So the, it shows the cousin creeping onto into the home, uh, up to the back door, the back of the deck, wearing a balaclava. Mm. And then it shows her leaving with the baby. Okay. I mean, it's completely bonkers. And um, and Nadine opening the electronic gate from inside the house. It shows let, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was obvious. That I mean. And she's still on the scene while they're watching the CCTV camera. She's in yeah, the car yeah. comforting the mother. Yeah. Um, what happens then? So they, uh, yeah, so they're basically the 11 day old baby girl gone into the night with the bloody cousin. And um, <laughs> then um they immediately like turned on Nadine what where's the baby Nadine and um, the parents and about 80 police officers were searching and um, just a few hours after the and alarm she's just had been, refusing to talk and I don't know actually if they found um, the cousin under their own steam I think Nadine did direct them to where the cousin was and um, but it doesn't say either way but they found the cousin um, in Nadine's car with the baby. Jesus. In a suburb kind of nearby. How how well, sorry, how long had passed, did you say? Like just hours. I mean, okay. talk about shit, John. <laughs> like, the theme of this episode the is just really a, bad criminals. Just bungling yeah. it so badly. And so, yeah. Um, so the cousin actually got off without any conviction because... Nadine had told the cousin that the baby was her baby and that she had had a change of heart about the adoption. Okay. 
and that these were the they adopted were parents. stealing the baby back from the adopted parents gotcha. and like it sounds like the cousin was a bit enthralled to Nadine well hang on she right. was in her late teens yeah. she was younger she yeah. was a bit scared of her yeah and she just that, so, that okay. story sort of checks out though. So I'll like, hang out in the Suzuki and wait for you then? Yeah. Fucking totally. hell. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, sorry, between them watching the CCTV footage and them finding the baby, Nadine did try to claim complete innocence. Like she had no idea what they were talking about or whatever. And then the second they were like, we found your cousin in your car with the baby. She was like, okay. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so she was sentenced to three years. Um, three years? Yeah. That's long enough. For s- trying to steal a baby. Well, I guess. But like, it, it was just, there was no not way it was going to work. No, it's not long enough. It's it like, only didn't work because they had the CCTV. I guess, yeah. She Sorry, you're right. Yeah, no, it actually... should have been longer. Okay, what am I thinking? And yeah. also, like, she needs a lot of help. Like, for sure. Like, the whole thing with the pregnancy suit, I think, I maybe I was just being a bit slow here, but, like, it kind of took me a while to be like, oh, she fully wants this baby to be like, this is the one. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And go back to that guy that she was stalking and be, like, a part of his life forever now. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, sorry, I think it's so the obvious. Thing is yeah, totally I know. It took me out forever right. to kind of be like, oh, it's just about that guy still. Yeah. Fucking hell. And like the worst bit, this couple had been through years of IVF. Stop. No, that's oh, absolutely I mean, horrific. I can, yeah. And the obviously the actual like PTSD that they've suffered. Like um, she was up for parole just this, uh, like about a month ago, actually. And uh, denied and the f- couple like you but know be out strenuously year. were like keep her yeah. like our entire worldview has been affected by this yeah, absolutely yeah, sorry. Yeah. Like, and that child now is what two coming on three and i bet the mother is so oh, scared and paranoid yeah. that that child isn't having the childhood it deserves totally, to have yeah because three years isn't stupid enough. nadine just been corrupted and by like nadine. no matter what somebody would say to you that like you have to trust them you just couldn't yeah. you just wouldn't be able to take your eyes no. off that child that's gonna last that mother will never take her eyes off that child. That child will go into be one of those kids who has a, a seven thirty curfew and isn't allowed to play outside the radius of their house. This and then what'll be the knock on effect of that? That's it's it. For Probably children. won't develop good kind of social relationships. Next thing, Sagawa. Correct. See, wham bam. Nadine is fucking shit up. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've actually just come full circle on everything here that maybe yeah. all of the creeps we've covered before were kidnapped for several hours as babies by previous creeps that is what they all have in common it is not the hit on the head as my favourite murderer constantly trying to posit yeah, which I resent because I my kids they are bouncing up the I know, yeah. yeah. They're kids. Like Every child has had a knock on If you just spend 10 minutes with a kid, they've, they've had a kind of a serial killer 
style head knock. Mm. Right. So there you go. That's Nadine. Uh, won't try and say her name again because that was embarrassing. So the what, first ha- time. what happened to her? So she was let out and no, no, no she's, she's still, still, she's still got another year to go. In 2017. Yeah. But like she'll be let out and she's what still in her early twenties. Yeah, she's plenty got a of time lot. to fuck shit up. I mean, and does she? Feel I should put a Google alert on her name. Does Doom. she feel and remorse? Dra- <laughs> Tracker. Feel remorse. I think that she. I haven't read like she hasn't seemed to have made any kind of statement in defense of her actions. And she pled guilty straight away, uh, which was why she got a sort of more lenient sentence. And then with the whole kind of bit backstory with her cousin dying, I think that the general feeling is that she's very fucked off. Oh, God, this story reminded me a bit of the for now, the dingo ate my baby. story. I thought that's what you're going to get into. Yeah. We must do that. Yeah, that story is yeah. um da that's and such a good creep. Wasn't there a recent show about it as well? Was there? Yeah. There was a bit more like a dramatization of it or a documentary. Came to light. Uh a documentary. Mm. Must look into it. Anyway. Stay tuned. So there you go. So that's it, Nadine. She literally went hunting for a family that were expecting a baby that matched her timeline. Jesus. And she fucking hand that rocked the cradle it right. without all the Breastfeeding. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Sophs. <sighs> thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for the team of Cassie. really bad criminals. Going to be expecting some whopper story yeah, next God, week. what's coming? I am going to, pr- I promise you, actually, I promise you a whopper story for the next time we record because yeah. it's two weeks away. Yeah. So I'll give you some. Any any particular themes you'd like to explore? Just, I'd love a, a, a pure Cassie kind of catfish situation. Okay. Mm. A good hoax. A hoax. Right. I love a good hoax. I'll dig deep. Love right. it. Thanks for co- see you next week. Thanks for coming. Thanks kids. for coming. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for finding. Do you want to do the subscribing? Song? The, the creep Beautiful. Bye. Well, that's the intro. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.